Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Hey, great to see everybody this morning. If I didn't have a chance to meet you, my name is Samuel, and it's just my honor and privilege to get to serve you this morning. And we're, we're going to jump right in. Real quick, though, can, can we just give a huge round of applause? Everybody got baptized this morning. That is so exciting. Man, one of my favorite, favorite things that we can do. Now, if you haven't been following along, we're in a series, and we're, we're going through the book of Ephesians. And Ephesians is a book that was written to a group of believers to one of the early churches, really explaining or making known what it means to actually be a Christian. Because nobody had been with it, like, well, okay, this Jesus guy, what, what is all this? It was all brand new. So what we're doing is we're going through and seeing what this is. Now, the Bible, all of it was authored by God, but written by man. So the book of Ephesians was actually written by a man named Paul. But it was authored by God, and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul wrote this letter. And we're in Ephesians chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can turn right there. And we're going to start with verse 19. We've been kind of going through this, and we're picking up in verse 19, which is a prayer that Paul literally, he wrote down saying, this is what I'm praying for you. He's praying this. He says, I pray. And in verse 19 where we pick up, he says, and what it is, he prays that they would know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power, this is God's power, towards us who believe. According to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and gave everything, gave every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Paul prayed, I pray that you would understand the power, the greatness of the power that is available to you as a Christ follower. You know, where we, where you and I will sometimes question authority, Scripture does not. Angels do not. There's actually an instance in the Bible of some people that just kind of saw what Jesus and his disciples were doing. And they, one of the things that they saw them do was casting demons out of people. That, for instance, for an example, um, a boy that can't talk is brought to Jesus, and Jesus is like, oh, this mute spirit, leave him, and, and, and the boy's healed. And the spirit leaves. And the disciples are doing things like this. Well, the Bible says that some people saw it, and they're like, hey, um, this is kind of cool. Let's go do what they do. And so they went, and so they tried to cast an evil spirit out of someone. And the Bible says that the evil spirit said to them, um, Jesus we know, Paul we've heard of, but who are you? Because they didn't they didn't know. They were just trying to do something they saw somebody else do. They're like, hey, it worked for them. If I shake my hand and say, boo da does it work? And the answer is no. Because what ended up happening is that this 
man was like, mm, no, and by the power of the Spirit, beat these guys up. But whatever demon power was on him, beat the guy up, and the Bible says that they left the house bloody, beaten, and naked. And they took off. Because here's what I want you to understand. I want you, and here's what we're going to talk about this morning. I want, to, I want you to understand authority. There is not a question of authority in the spirit realm. Somebody who tries to, and without the right standing with God, invoke Jesus' name, it does not work. It does not work. But Paul's praying, he says, I pray that you would know, that you would understand the power that is available to you because when we become believers, we've all through Ephesians, what are we seeing? What we're seeing is that our identity is found in Christ, that you are seated in heavenly places with him, that you are Christ's ambassador, and that when you speak, it's as if Jesus is speaking through you. Authority, Christ's authority, an ambassador has the authority of the sending nation. You have that authority. You have that authority. Angels, the spirit realm, there is not a question of authority. You might question, well, I don't know what's going on. But there's not in the spirit realm at all. In Jude chapter 1, we come across an instance, and here's what it says. It says that, the, that Michael, the archangel, was arguing with the devil over the body of Moses. And this is what it says. It says, but even Michael, one of the greatest, one of the mightiest of the angels, did not accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, is that... That sounds just a little bit weird until you stop and you think, wait a minute, that's not weird. Satan was a fallen angel. Michael is an angel. If there's authority and here's Michael and here's Satan, then say, Michael the archangel, he's like, I know what I have authority to do and what I do not have authority to do. Here's what I want you to realize. You have authority that angels do not have. You have authority that angels do not have because James 4, 7 says this, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, this is what you can do, and he will flee from you. The Bible says that if you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Why? Because you have authority because you're seated with God and with Christ in heavenly places. You have authority. Paul's praying, he goes, I pray that you would know, that you would understand the greatness of his power towards us who believe. And this understanding of authority is absolutely key to living in and walking in the power and the life that God has intended for you. The centurion, there's the story of a centurion in the Bible. And, and we're going to pick it up in Matthew chapter 8. And the centurion comes to Jesus and he says, hey, um, my, my servant is sick. Will you heal him? And we're going to pick it up and write in verse 6. The centurion says, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Verse 9. No, I know. And he asked Jesus to heal him. And Jesus says, I'll come to your house. And the centurion says, no, I'm not worthy that you come to my house. And he says this in verse 9. All you have to do is say the word. And then in verse 9, he says this, I know this because I am under authority 
of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, come, and they come. And if I say to my slave, do this, they do it. Verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And turning to those who followed him, he said, I tell you the truth, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. The centurion's attitude towards his submission to and his understanding of authority invoked the response from Jesus that he says, I've not seen such great faith in all of Israel. And he says to the man, your servant, he says, your servant will be healed. It's verse 13. Go, let it be done as you have believed. And his servant was healed at that moment. This man's understanding of authority. But I want you to understand something here. It didn't just say, most of us, when we read that, what you and I focus in on is we focus in on the part where he says, I tell this one go and he goes. I tell this one come and he comes. I say, and, and that's the part that we focus in on. But I want, we're going to rewind just a little bit more because verse 9 starts off with this. He says, I know this because I am under authority. And I have authority. And I have authority. Why is this so important? That's absolutely key because here's the deal. Here's the deal. Luke 16 verse 12 says this. If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Here's a spiritual principle when it comes to authority. God will not give you more authority than you are submitted to. That verse says, submit yourself therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But you have to submit to God. If you do not submit to God, you do not have the authority to resist the devil, and he will not flee. He'll laugh at you like he did the seven sons of Steva. He's like, Jesus, I know, Paul, I've heard about, but you, mm -mm -mm, you shouldn't be here. Authority. We need to realize, it, it's incredibly important that we understand, authority is so important for you and I to understand, that Scripture tells us as parents that it is one of the first things that we are to teach our children. Ephesians 6.1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and that you may enjoy Long life on the earth. It's one of the first things that we want our children to understand. And the Bible says, if you can grasp this, if you understand authority, because remember, we'll never have more authority than we are submitted to. Our age loves to just be absolutely and completely rebel against every bit of authority. And just wouldn't it be great if, if, if nobody was any more special or had any more standing than anybody else? And the answer is no. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. You ever heard the saying like, high fences make great neighbors? Well, you ever hear that before? Authority is incredibly clarifying and freeing. That is what authority is meant to be. Authority is meant to be a covering. Several years ago, we had a, we had a neighbor move in. 
And I, I'd been living um, at my house for about 15 years when they moved in. And, and he moved in, and when he did, he started, like, mowing my lawn. And I'm like, that's my lawn. Like, what, what are you doing? And then he's, like, adding some plants, and he's, he's planning out his landscaping on, on, on the one side of the lawn. And I, I was like, hey, um, you might not know this, but that's my lawn. And he's like, no, it's mine. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been here for 15 years, okay? Um, nice, ni- nice to have you here. Okay, but uh, that's my lawn. And not only that, but the place that you're uh, throwing your St. Bernard's poop, that's mine too. Okay, because my lot actually went behind his. His, his. his piece of property was cut out of mine. So I was like, that's mine too. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it actually is. So, so what happens? Like, what do we do? Do we just sit there and like argue back and forth? No. I mean, we could. <laughs> we could get mad. We could throw things. I, we could, like, like, I could mow over and drive around and run over the things he's putting in. And... But guess what? There's an authority in the matter. There's an authority in the matter. And I thought, you know what I can do? I can make for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> Just about went down there. All right. I'm like, for a couple hundred bucks... I can have peace with my neighbor and I can call a surveyor and we'll know exactly where the line is. Because the surveyor is going to come, they're going to find the stakes. And I was like, I don't even want you to find the stakes because you can move stakes. I don't know if you know that or not. I was like, can I, how much does it charge for you to like reestablish where the stakes should be? And they're like, uh, it's like 50 bucks. But I'm like, do it. Because I don't want this cat like moving stakes in the night. And it was like, no, 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 come reestablish them. So guess what? For a couple hundred bucks, they came. And turns out, we were both wrong. <laughs> um, we were both wrong. I was right about where the poop was, but he was right about where the other line was, and I couldn't even fit my lawnmower back there anymore because the fence moved right over. But somebody had authority, and it brought clarity and gave us both peace. That is what authority does. We're in a world that rejects it and says it's horrible, it's restricting, it's evil. But, but let me just say, the truth of the matter is authority is meant to bring peace, clarity to situations. And you and I, in order for you and I to operate in the fullness of the authority that God has, that he has established, and to walk in the authority that's available to you and I, we must be and understand that we too must be under authority. The centurion started the statement with, I know you don't need to come to my house because I am under authority. It's because I understand authority. It's not because I rebel against all this and I do whatever I want. No one can tell me what to do. Oh no, yeah, pretty much anybody can. No, authority is something that is established by God. Romans 13 lays it out for us, and it says this in verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the governed authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinances of God, and those who resist it will bring judgment on themselves." Authority is, not only is it good, but it was designed and ordained by God. Again, it's why it's so important that we teach our children to honor and obey authority. And that starts with mom and dad. 
It starts with mom and dad, that they would honor and obey. It's so incredibly important because if they get it wrong there, they leave home and they get it wrong somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. It, it just keeps going. But they're meant to understand authority, that it's a covering, that when we tell them no, it's because we care for them and they might not know and understand why we're saying no, but they trust us. And maybe they get a little bit older and they realize, oh, that snake was poisonous. Okay, yep, I know why I wasn't supposed to do that. But at the time, you tell them and they don't understand. Authority is something that was designed by God. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror for, to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from God. Now understand this, when godly people get into authority and have authority, it's good. When wicked people get authority, it's evil. But that does not make authority evil. In Proverbs, it says it like this, in Proverbs 28, verse 15, it says, like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a helpless people. Can authority be abused? Yes. And it's one of the most grievous things when you see it. You're like, are you kidding me? Proverbs 29.2 says it like this. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. Authority itself is ordained by God. And if our authority and our ability to move in the authority and the power that God has given you and I is contingent on us being under authority and honoring those in authority, how many of us are in a little bit of trouble? <laughs> maybe you want to take back one or two things we've said and maybe posted. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. But yet, this is what the Bible lays out. It's understanding of authority. And that's why we have to rebel against the spirit of the age, which is all authority is evil. And no one should be able to tell me what's right or wrong. I'll decide for myself. And in doing so, we say, no, I, I will not be under authority. I will not be under it. And somebody who is not under authority will not be able to walk in all of the authority that God has for them because they're not under, to, under it. If you're not submitted to authority, you're not going to get authority because there, has to, there is a right and there is a wrong. It's, it's as simple as a gun. We don't give a gun to a small child. Maybe you lock it up, you make sure it's up high, you put it out of the way. Why? Because they do not understand what it can do. But when they have an understanding and can handle the responsibility of what it can do, because once it is done, it cannot be undone. Where that bullet goes, it's gone. It can't be undone. When they understand the gravity of what can happen and how quickly it can change, and what can, then you're like, okay, well, let's, let's begin to, let's go hunt together. This is what it's going to look like. I'll carry it. You'll just, whatever it might be. 
But until they're willing to admit and understand that there's an authority, there's a right and a wrong way to handle that gun, to hold that gun, where to point that gun, when to load that gun, until all that is established, we will not let them hold that gun. And in an authority, I believe personally that this is one of the reasons that we do not see more moves of God in America today. It's because as a whole, we have embraced the spirit of the age, which is a rebellion against authority, but we want authority. But all we want to do is rebel against it. And I can disagree with some people in authority. I do. In case you're wondering, I do. But that does not give me the right to rebel against. It doesn't give us the right to rebel against the authority that God himself ordained. If God ordained the authority, then we can speak out in an honoring way against those who are abusing the authority without rebelling against God, who is the one who ordained authority. He is the one who ordained authority. Romans 13, and we're going to go to verse 4. For, it, for he is God's minister. This is talking about authority and those who have been put in places of authority and their jobs. And it says, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. This is, again, this is what authority is meant to do. It is meant to be a covering. It says, if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister. Whose minister? God's. Those in positions of authority that are keeping this and operating in that, ordained by God. Sometimes they're not right. We already established that. But whose minister are they? They are God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. Here's what it's saying. That when we honor those in authority, he says there's two reasons that we need to do that. One, we honor because we don't want to go to jail. <laughs> there's some laws you're like, mm, I think I should be able to go at least 85 on this road, but I'll slow down. Okay, because there's consequences. There are consequences if we don't, right? So it says, Here's what it says, therefore we must be subject, not only because of wrath, because of consequences, but also because of conscience. And that conscience is my desire to honor God. It's my desire to honor him and be like, I totally disagree with this. I totally disagree with this. But I'm going to honor, I'm going to honor God. Verse 6. For because of this, you also pay taxes. Come on, it's the 16th today. How timely is this? <laughs> you pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all what is due, to taxes whom taxes are due, customs whom customs is due, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Authority was designed by God. And you are found in him. Paul's praying for these early believers, and he says this. is I pray that you would understand the greatness of the power that is available to you. In order for you to walk in that, I want you to understand that God designed authority. 
And that in order for you to walk in the fullness of God's power and authority that is available to you, that you too must be under authority. That you must recognize and remember that it is God who instituted authority. He ordained authority. Yes, evil people come in and they abuse it. And then you're like, man, I hate it. And you can speak out against it. But we still honor those who are in it. We can honor the office. Whether you love the president at the moment or not, you can still honor the office that they're in. That doesn't mean that we'd never disagree. We can disagree. We can have disagreements. But I want what I want you to hear is this. There's a greatness of the power that God has that's available to you. It's the authority. You're Christ's ambassador. But in order for you to walk in that authority, you need to be and you must be someone who is under authority. If you're not faithful with something that somebody else is, who will give you that which is your own? If you're not faithful and submitting to authority, who will give you authority? God's not going to trust you with it if you're not submitted to it. We're going to unpack this a lot more because there's a whole lot more to unpack on this. And we're going to unpack quite a bit more in civil disobedience and what does that look like and where do, where do these lines go and how do we honor God. And, and, and when, a, when a generation and an entire political parties, uh, all of us are just going nuts and crazy. Like, well, how do we do this? And how, how do I honor this authority and, and, and still honor God? And if God's the one that did this, and where, how do I walk this line? It's here and we're going to find, we're going to unpack this some more. But the number one thing I want you to understand today is this. If you are a born-again believer, then you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. You are Christ's ambassador and you have authority. That where the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee, that verse is for you. That's not for super, super Christian over here, seal ninja person. That is for you. But in order for you to walk in the fullness of that, our attitude to and our thoughts about and our understanding of authority needs to line up with what God's word has to say so that you can walk in that authority and know right where you stand. But as we close service, would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? I want to ask before we dismiss this morning, if you're here this morning, you say, you know, I don't know where I stand with God. And I'm walking, watching these people get baptized and I don't even understand what's going on. But here's what you might know. You just say, I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. I can tell you why. You're here today, not just to watch somebody else get baptized, but to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Jesus came and he died to make a way where there was no way and it's so that you could be free, so that you could be forgiven. He hung on a cross and paid the price that you and I couldn't, so that we could be set free and begin to walk out the plan and purpose God has for your life. You're not an accident. God has a plan and a purpose, and he wants to use you to make a difference in this world. And if you've never before made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'd love the honor of praying with you right where you are. If that's you, whether you're in this room online watching, whatever this is, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and then right where you sit, we're going to pray. And when we say amen, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with God. Get ready. If that's you, one, all the way up, 
two, three. Right now, shoot your hand up and say, that's me. Today is my day. I want to be forgiven, set free, and give my life, my heart to him. Okay, hands down. In this room or not, everybody just out loud, if you'll pray these words, repeat after me. And those that raised your hands, as you say these words, say them from your heart, make them your own. Let's pray together. Everybody out loud say, oh God, forgive me and make me new. From now on, I'm yours. With all that I am, I'll serve you. Forgive me and make me new. I believe that you died. You shed your blood so I could be free. And from now on, I'm yours. With all that I am, I'll serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.